Welcome to the Yellow Peril Podcast, where we help you navigate the perilous world of Asian American identity through pop culture, sex, politics, and whatever other random stuff is currently distracting us. Welcome back, Yellow Perilers. Greetings to all you Jacintos, all you Yuans, all you Lums. I'm Jeff Foki. And this is Drew Bang. As ever, we'll be taking a look at the latest in Asian American culture and entertainment and more ways you can support racial justice and equality. Uh, let's go. We gotta talk about this Michael Lofthouse guy. Do we have to? Yeah, I know. Yeah, we have to. This is one of those things that like blew up in between podcasts and then now it's died down a bit, but it's just hilarious. I mean, I, you can't write something better than this. A CEO founder of a tech company in the Bay Area who is an immigrant from the UK gets into an argument with, a, with an Asian family in Carmel. Actually, Carmel by the Sea. I should call it by its full name because at a fancy restaurant, you better call Carmel by its full name. Starts harassing an Asian family. And I'm, I'm just going to quote what, all the things he said. And I'm going to use a British accent, by the way, because this guy is oh. not from America. This will be really good. Yeah. Fucking Asian piece of shit. Trump's going to fuck you. You fuckers need to leave, fucking Asian piece of shit. And this is, a, this is during the 4th of July, too. Can you imagine? Like, you fucking Asians, it's the 4th of July. Get the fuck out of this country. My forefathers didn't fight against America for you Asians to be here. Is that pretty good? Wow. Spot on. Yeah. I, I, yeah, didn't you know that Michael Lofthouse is a, is a pirate from the 1700s? <laughs> yeah. It's just ridiculous. Captain Barbosa Lofthouse, CEO of the Black Pearl. This guy can't, I mean, I don't know what's a better example of like white supremacy or white entitlement than a British guy coming here yeah. and telling somebody to leave America. It's crazy. And that's touting Trump. It's it's very odd. It's very strange. It's just very strange. At a at a fancy restaurant in Carmel by the sea. Yeah. It seems so like a situation in Silicon Valley. Like, is this really happening? I'm at like a Napa Valley type restaurant. A super high-end, fancy, you know, the guy looked like he was drinking wine by himself. A lovely family singing happy birthday to like their auntie. And he just says like, fuck you guys. I have this theory that this guy was hitting on... The, the woman who, who posted this, like one of the family members, because I feel like he engaged. There was a younger woman there. Yeah, I just feel like this is the type of type of dude that would like engage and have this entitlement and try to talk to somebody. And then she's like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. And then he just goes off. But maybe that's giving him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's just like going after people for no reason. Yeah. Or maybe he's just only flat out racist <laughs> instead of flat out racist and trying to hit on a woman. <laughs> Yeah, forget it. I I thought I was trying to make him look more like a dirtbag, but I might have given him no too much a benefit of the doubt. Yeah, which I shouldn't do. Yeah, with your angle is if he's hitting on her, maybe it's like maybe she's one of those Asian girls that hates Asian people too. No, 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 no. <laughs> like no, no, no. <laughs> okay. This has nothing to do with her. This is I'm just trying to figure out why a random dude drinking wine by himself uh -huh. would get angry at a family next to him, like singing Happy Birthday. I guarantee you it was like, he's drunk, which is no excuse, and they're singing happy birthday. Like, oh, fuck these people. Fucking fucks. Yeah, it's, it's, there's no reason. But I could just see like that, him being a racist and that setting him off. Maybe I'm just trying to empathize with him because <laughs> my first reaction 
my first reaction, and I can't, I can't empathize with an, with a racist piece of shit. Yeah. But my first reaction when I hear somebody singing "Happy Birthday" is to sing "Happy Birthday," and when it gets to that person's name, I just go "Happy and Happy Birthday" to, and then you go blah, blah blah for the person's name. That's my favorite thing to do when I'm at a restaurant uh-huh. and I'm singing "Happy Birthday" to somebody I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like you just like blurt their name. That's how I engage. That's how you're an asshole birthday no they they enjoy it because they hear me singing happy birthday you're trying yeah well that's what the whole restaurant does i get it but maybe other people are just like fuck this i'm gonna make it about me because my my dinner matters too all dinners dinners matter matter. oh my god this guy yeah the best part is they they look back into his background and he had like he's been arrested before in america yeah, he's had multiple incidents of racism as well. Well, the funniest part is he wrote an apology, but then he, he was still leaving comments. It's not an apology. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Let's not say that he wrote the apology. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's the CEO of a tech company. I try to look up the name of the, the company to see who their marketing person is so I could see who actually wrote that statement. But the whole website was down. Yeah. Well, I also heard he's the CEO of a tech company. He's the only employee. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh. It's not a giant company. He's just a wannabe tech dude, bullshit, racist guy who needs to get the fuck out of America. Sorry. I just, I mean, if he was any other race, I would assume that he would have gotten him, I was about to say imported, uh, deported (laughs) from the last incident, right? I mean, does this guy get to stay in America still? I mean, that's the thing. It's like, why aren't we kicking racists out as well? No, it's not just being racist. I mean, the first, let me look up exactly what he did before, because we should actually be clear about what he did before and then talk about, I mean, is this assault what he did to this family? I don't think he assaulted them, but is it a hate crime? Isn't a, assault mean, doesn't that mean like you're going after somebody like verbally? Mm, I think you have to physically do something. That's battery. Oh, That's sorry. assault and battery, right? True. Let me look up the definition of assault first. We'd ask Chung, but Chung only knows about trademarks and registrations and <laughs> he probably knows the difference between a solid battery though too oh my bad yeah yeah it says a physical attack yeah you're right like if you spit on someone that's assault if you cough on someone now that's assault because you're weaponizing your potential illness if you cough on someone yeah i think this video came out and he still commented on somebody's tweet saying like fuck you asian piece of shit. again he like said it again and then he writes the apology i'm like you just made this video. There's proof of you being a racist towards Asians. Then you comment on someone's Twitter saying fuck you. And then you make an apology. I'm like, clearly you're not sorry. Let me write what he said. And this is at 10 a.m. So this is the next day, right? Do you think he's still drunk at 10 a.m. the next day? No. He says, great food for you. Leave our planet. Asian fuck. Come near me or my people and you are fucking dead. Do not start, you fucking piece of shot. My people. Yeah. Yeah, he might have been still drunk. <laughs> he probably had an all night. Better. So 2016 misdemeanor charges of domestic battery and vandalism. Yeah, he sounds like a classy guy. Yeah. Vandal I wonder the vandalism was. He damaged a telephone pole. <laughs> this is May 29, 2016. Maybe he, he damaged it with his head. This is insane. What a terrible apology. The apology from him is basically more like, damn, I got caught, right? This is pretty funny. I, I'm, I'm on uh, SFist, and they have a screen grab of his, his Facebook page, and his name is listed as Michael Lofthouse, and then in parentheses, Lofty. And the, the caption at the bottom <laughs> says, Lofty, comma, indeed. <laughs> wow. 
Oh, I love the SFs. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, what more can you do other than deport him? I mean, he should not still be in America, right? I mean, from the... Do you get deported from... Can you get deported if you are in America and you have were arrested for domestic battery, vandalism, and damaging a telephone pole? Apparently not. Yeah, I really just wanted to talk about all that just so I can do my British accent, so... Oh, thank God. Yeah. Oscar nominee. So much good stuff coming out. We've mentioned a lot of this before. We want to mention it again because a lot of them are getting closer to release. One of those is Invincible. It's based on a comic book. It's going to be an animated series. It's written by Robert Kirkman, who created The Walking Dead. Maybe you've heard of that phenomenon. They're bringing Steven Yen back as the lead voice actor. Sandra Oh plays his mother. It's going to be amazing. I can't be more excited about this show just because... I've read the comic book. It is mind-blowing. If you loved The Evil Dead, there's a reason why Robert Kirkman is a great writer and a great creator. Have you read it at all? I read the first comic book years ago. Just like the first issue? Yeah, I have it somewhere. Okay. So that's not going to tell you much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I also read it when it first came out, which is like, what, 10 years now? It's got to be 10 years. You should at least buy the first trade paperback. Sure. It is amazing. It is amazing. Seth Rogen is producing it. He's also doing a voice in it. Mark Hamill's in it. Zazie Beetz. Jason Mansukis. J.K. Simmons plays his, Stephen Yen's father. There's a lot of great people in this. It is just, please watch it once it comes out. I don't think we have a specific release date. Let me check that, though. Is the title character supposed to be Asian? I forgot about that. I forgot if they're... I don't think so. I, from what I remember, the mother, they just have black hair. They didn't draw him to look... Asian. The father's definitely Caucasian, but he could be mixed, sure. Mother could be Asian. It's coming out on Amazon Prime Video. It's supposed to come out this year, but we'll see if that actually happens because even a lot of the streaming video on demand stuff is getting pushed around because of COVID, just in terms of marketing, but we'll see. Fingers crossed. Very excited for that. Relic, we mentioned this before as well. That's starting to get a release Getting really great reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. So a horror movie, check that out. It's being directed by Natalie Erica James, who is Asian-Australian, mixed. A a horror movie, really excited for this one. It's a 92% on the tomato meter right now. So really can't wait to see that one. I also want to bring up a movie called We Are Little Zombies out of Japan. The trailer looks amazing. Again, huge huge Rotten Tomato score, 93%. Looks hilarious. Sort of looking at how young children in Japan are sort of dealing with mourning when they when they lose their parents. And it's a very, I mean, the, from what it looks, it looks wild and fun and funny, even though it's dealing with death and mourning. Want to recommend that one as well. Also, <laughs> here we go. We have to talk about this. Raya and the Last Dragon. Are you surprised? I mean, it looks good. Does it not look good? It looks good, but what have we been saying, damn it? I mean, I mean, it is, is Disney, right? But it is about a dragon. Yeah, I know. I guess, okay. So first of all, we've come a long way since Eddie Murphy was the voice of Mushu. True. I guess we should say a rule for the tiger and dragon rule. If there is a literal tiger or a literal dragon, then you can say it. But otherwise, stop fucking using tiger and dragon in Asian films in your title, right? Do you want to make a fake movie called Dragon Tiger? Dragon Tiger. Or Tiger Dragon? It's just about a family 
that immigrated from an Asian country. Yeah, it's just about a family. I love it. Perfect. And the ordeals yeah. that they go through. And then the, sec- the next generation that has to deal with being American, living in two worlds. Yeah. That's the plot for Tiger Dragon. Crazy rich, joy luck, Tiger Dragons. How's that sound? Did I ever tell you one of the big money losing websites I wanted to make was this Chinese restaurant name maker. And it's just you press a button and then it randomly <laughs> chooses the words like Oriental Dragon. Rice. Lotus. Flower. <laughs> garden. Luck. And then it gives you the name of a Chinese restaurant that Buddha. you should name your restaurant. Yeah. Golden Buddha 123. Yeah. <laughs> Ersan. That was the worst way to say it. Oriental Pearl Garden <laughs> House. By by the Orient. Lake Moon, Sun, House, Dragon, Meal. In. Oh, in. China in. In. What am I doing? <laughs> but I like that idea. I think the last episode we had some great ideas. We had one, this one. I think we burnt out our, ourselves out. So when when does Raya come out? It's supposed to come out March 12th, 2021. Stars Aquafina, Cassie Steele. Cassie Steele is mixed Filipina. She's a singer from Canada. She was in the new Degrassi, the new class. The next generation. Sorry, Degrassi fans. Isn't it weird to name a Disney movie after a, a premium dating app? That's very odd, isn't it? That's how, that's how they get you. That's called good marketing. Wouldn't that be funny if I was referencing a dating app called Dragon? <laughs> it's Raya, by the way. You're not on Last Dragon? <laughs> oh, oh, I man. forgot the Last Dragon part. Literally, the word yeah. Last Dragon is in it. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, maybe there'll be a cameo from... Uh, Jason Scott. Leroy. Oh, my bad. Jason Scott. Jason Scott Lee? That's how you say his name. I meant... Oh, right. <laughs> Bruce Leroy. You're talking about Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy, yes. Yeah. My pick for things that folks should watch right now is Together on Netflix. Have you seen these yet, Oki? I have not. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you heard of Jasper Liu, Taiwanese actor? That sounds familiar. Man, you really don't... You don't care about anything Asian-Asian, do you? Yeah, I just want the fake shit. I want the Panda Express of entertainment. It's a show on Netflix with a, two beautiful men, famous actors from Korea and Taiwan, Lee Sung-hee, or is it G, and Jasper Liu. Obviously, they don't speak each other's languages. They're trying to learn Korean and Mandarin on the fly to speak with each other and to use English. But they visit fans all over Asia, their own fans, and their own fans give them travel tips about where to go. So, I mean, it's a cute... I, I'm just desperate for travel stuff right now. That's why I'm watching it. <laughs> so you're watching two Asian pop stars go around. Slash actors, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they're pop stars. I'm still on the first few episodes, so they're still in Indonesia. So they haven't been all over the place yet. Yeah. Have you seen them act? Because I'm going to say they're just pop stars. Or are they supposed to be amazing actors? I don't know. Are you just assuming they're bad actors? I mean, I'm looking at Jasper Liu. It says actor, model, and musician. So yeah, I'm going to say he's more of a pop star that's been built up than... I, that's what they all do. There's nobody that's just an actor or just the model or just the pop star. They do everything. Yeah. The famous ones. Yeah, sure. Yeah, in Asia. But that's my point. It's like it's a machine. It's a production machine. They produce these people. So I don't like your tone of voice. I don't like that you're assuming they're not good actors. Yeah, just by the fact that you haven't you haven't seen any of it yet. Let's see if he's won any awards. Golden Horse, maybe? Any nominations? Member of the electronic post rock band Morning Call, playing guitar and back. He was only backup vocals. Okay, so maybe he is an actor. <laughs> I don't like these assumptions going on. I really hope all your friends in Taiwan start blasting you uh, from this episode. Depends on where they blast me. What? 
I don't even know what that means. Sorry. I don't see any nomination. Oh, nominations. No Golden Horse. Is the Golden Horse a Oscar equivalent? It's the Taiwan Oscar. Yeah. Okay, so that's your that's your gauge. So we should have the same gauge. Yeah, he started as a model. 2008, Elin model search. I, I still don't know where you're going here. I'm just saying, he, he wasn't an actor. He started as a model and then a musician, and then they made him into an actor. So everybody that starts as a model, should not you should not assume that they're a good actor. That's what you're saying. No, not at all. But in Asia, these guys are a dime a dozen because it's part of a factory. That's what I'm saying. I still don't understand what you're trying to imply here yeah it feels like you're coming from a from a place of jealousy that you're not jasper lou i want jasper lou's life i want to be a model then a musician and a ba- as a backup singer and guitarist and then become a really popular actor that may or may not be good or bad at acting yeah i don't i don't know in the same vein i should say that in order for me to prove that you are a good graphic designer then you should have studied fine arts and gone through classical training. I did. To become a designer. I started in art history. <laughs> so hot. I went to liberal arts school where we actually took history of design and such. Yeah. I didn't go to a trade school. But what if you started off as a model and then became a graphic designer? What happens then? If he studied it, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure they put him through rigorous courses of acting. <laughs> I'm not saying he didn't study acting. I'm just saying... You're a model. Let's turn you into an actor now. Do you want to do that? He's like, yeah, great. Let's do it. Well, anyway, the, the show is essentially a travel docu- <laughs> documentary, and you don't need to be a trained actor in order to be in yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And He's in a reality show now. Just from the limited, time I've been, the limited time I've been watching it, I for sure would rather have Jasper Liu as a friend than Jeff Oakey here. So <laughs> take it as you will. Yeah, same with me. I'd rather be friends with Jasper Liu than Vu Bang or myself. Manny Jacinto, have you heard of this new show? Can we ask Manny Jacinto, Jacinto? Do you want me to play the goddamn YouTube video of him saying his own name? No, I, I believe you when you say that he says his name is Manny Jacinto, but yeah. I want to have like a two-minute discussion with him about why he pronounces it as Manny Jacinto. Let me, here's the thing. So there's a football player. His name is Julio Julio Jones. <laughs> So it's it's always funny for me when I see his name, Julio Jones, because the whole time I'm just like Julio Jones. Every time I see his name, it's just like your name is either Julio Julio Jones or Julio Jones. And it's yeah. just so weird to see the name Julio Jones. I can't say it, but you sound like Michael Lofthouse right now. <laughs> Lofty? Pick one or the other. You can't be both. We're in America. You can't be both. The J's are J's, or the J's are Hotas. You gotta pick. I'm not saying that he uh, he should be saying his name is Manny Jacinto. You know, who knows? He might come in and just talk about Spanish colonialism the whole time, and that's why he doesn't pronounce his name as uh, Jacinto. I just think I just like to hear that story. That's all. Okay, so Manny, uh, we'll we'll see you on the next few episodes. Yeah. Anyways, we brought Manny Jacinto up because he's in a new show called Brand New Cherry Flavor coming to Netflix. It looks awesome. It's based on a book. It's very psychedelic, weird. It stars, oh gosh, Rosa Salazar? Yes. Wow, I pulled that right out of my brain. Rosa Salazar, who's famous from Alita Battle Angel, Undone. Looks like a pretty cool, promising show. So we just wanted to shout out Manny. Oh, I didn't know she was a real person. (laughs) Alita Battle Angel. (laughs) 
Really? I thought that was just all anime. I thought that was all designed. No, they just, they tweaked her face to look like anime. Wow. I first saw her in Man Seeking Woman. I don't know if you ever saw that show on FX. Did not know. She's pretty great in it. She's a great actress. Can you tell us what Brand New Cherry Flavor is about? How to describe it? Oh, it's one of those. Let's just skip it then, because I, I don't want you to spoil it for me. It's a horror thriller revenge series. Eight episodes. How's that? Manny Jacinto is also in Top Gun Maverick. Is he? That's what it says here, yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Blown up. Blow up. I want to know what his call name is. Hopefully, hopefully it's not like Golden Boy or something. Or Beans and Rice. Whoa. Lumpia. Sorry. <laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> great that's great wait rice man <laughs> instead of ice man <laughs> i got it that's good thanks that's good it could just be goose do chinese people eat geese is that a thing oh man i almost thought you went somewhere else with that or just duck yeah Peking goose Peking. god dude <laughs> it's all right i'm six percent chinese i can do this yeah 23andMe says I can make these jokes. Well, I mean, I feel like you could just take any word from your restaurant maker to give him a call name. <laughs> Lotus. Yeah, if you're a web developer, can you can you give me a call? We can work this out. Yeah. Also, Eddie Huang has an animated series that was just picked up by HBO called Chinos. Oh, it's about like pants? Yeah. Is that what it's about? Khakis is the second season. Chinos is the first season. But yeah, not a lot about this yet. Claimed tattoo artist Dr. Wu is helping produce. It looks okay. I don't know. <laughs> the show will, quote, shatter the model minority myth and hopefully usher in a generation of Asian American storytellers that do not feel beholden to the expectations of others, says Eddie. Yeah, we'll see. Do you like Eddie Wong stuff? Nope. At all. <laughs> did you read Fresh Off the Boat? I did not. Did you read the book? No, I did not read the book. It's a great book. I mean, not only just because there's three pages about the 1990s Golden State Warriors, but because the overall experience was very relatable, I feel like. I just don't get, I mean, he just is, he's just from, he's from Orlando. Yeah. It's just so weird. Yeah. It's just Orlando. I mean, there's only one way to explain sort of the Eddie Wong experience and it, and the way to succinctly explain it is he's from Orlando, Florida. Have you been to Orlando? For Disney World twice. Yeah. But that, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, do you remember being outside of Disney World? Nope. Yep, that's why. Oh, NASA, Cape Canaveral. <laughs> Does that count as Orlando? Cape Canaveral? It's really close by. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't get, is there a big hip-hop culture in Orlando? <laughs> no, not at all. That's why it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, so he sort of code-switched somehow, and because of the music he grew up with, I guess, right? Yeah, the, the the characters from Chinos looks like an Asian version of, do you remember those really somewhat race, actually they're very racist toys that you get at the supermarket called uh, homies? Yeah, yeah, I mean. It feels like that. It does look like that a lot. It seems like it can be good, but it has to be done pretty well to be good. I feel like it's just going to be like, this is fresh off the boat the way I wanted it to be, right? We're going to cuss. And talk about sex. I still think he should have sold he should have sold it to HBO if he wanted that, if that's the version. You don't go into ABC and be like, I want this version, and then yeah. sell it to like ABC. Yeah. Disney. Whoops. So this is it. Yeah. HBO. Yeah. This is the version of Fresh Off the Boat. Crazy Rich Fresh Off the Boat Asians. House Lotus Luck Club. Garden of the Sea. Yeah. In one, two, three. Let's talk Star Trek again real fast. 
I, I know we mentioned this before, but I finished the whole series, so... No, it's okay. I'm, I don't mind spoilers on this one. I really want to talk about the main character, Issa Briones. She's Filipina, and I wanted to bring her up because, I mean, she's the main character. The main the main bad person is Tamalin Tamita. She plays... Actually, I can't spoil it by saying too much what their roles are, but that's funny. I can't talk about the show about actually saying what each of these characters are. Well, let's just say right now there's a spoiler. We're going to do a spoiler right now. If you still want to watch Picard, we're about to spoil it. Actually, I'm not going to talk about it. I don't need to talk about it. But I just think it's really funny. Issa Briones, I was reading her bio to figure out where she's from. She's from England. And her parents are both actors who met while auditioning for Miss Saigon, (laughs) which I wanted to mention because it's literally the only good thing that's come out of Miss Saigon. A beautiful daughter actress. Is that her parents met. Yeah, that's reason enough to watch Picard, and I just finished it yesterday. It is everything that I want a show to be about in terms of diversity, and Star Trek. And it just sucks to see that this type of diversity only happens every few years with a sci-fi show. It literally is the only place where I think it works, and that's one of the reasons why I love sci-fi is the type of sort of storytelling that we want with diverse voices only really appears on shows like Star Trek. Do you know Michael Chabon? Chabon? Yeah. How do you pronounce it? He's, he's yeah, he wrote... Chabon? It was Story Runner. Is it Chabon? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, it's, I think it's totally worth it. You should totally watch it. I, I, I have been equating it to sort of a cross between The Mandalorian and that Wolverine movie with... Logan. With Logan, yeah. It's just... Jeez. The, the setup is so, so good in that... Are you sure it's not... Because it's Professor X in space. So it's like Mandalorian and Logan. (laughs) It's essentially because Jean-Luc Picard has all of these regrets and all these things that he's done in the past 10 years of his life that sets up this whole like redemption story. And you would not normally, and I, I would imagine a lot of Star Trek nerds are like, oh my God, Picard would never make these kinds of decisions. But the reality is that makes a much more, makes a much better story. Yeah, I've, I'm only about two or three episodes in, and it is pretty fascinating. I mean, because you always think Picard is, you know, he's fallible. That's what makes him interesting. But the choices he's made that they show in his future life that he's sort of dealing with now are pretty intense and deep. Yeah, and all these stories about Romulans and Vulcans and Synths and all the... Cardassians. The Cardassians and the Kardashians are not in Yeah. In this series. George Takei made a joke about that. He's like, there's a Kardashian in, in the the White House. And I think it was a Kardashian. But yeah. something like that. Yeah. Oh, because of Kanye. Yeah. God. Have you seen Miss Saigon? Never. Yeah, I, I don't recommend it. It's one of the worst experiences of my life. Did you watch Hamilton on Disney Plus yet? Not yet. Sorry, I forgot to. I know that was my assignment. Have you been reading about the backlash? Speaking of musicals. Because we're glorifying slave owners i think it's the race bending oh the race bending stuff by the race bending that that glorifies the founding fathers i think that's the most succinct way to to say it sure people are saying that because they're race bending and glorifying slave owners that's a little complicated it's like hey he wasn't black but he did own slaves and now you're portraying him as a black man is that the i'm positing here i'm done i don't think i mean i i don't know if i'd bring in the slave owners part i'm just saying that they the founding fathers are not the best example of people that you should be glorifying right and the way that lin-manuel miranda set it all up is 
Hamilton was a immigrant, just like the rest of us. You know, he came from the Caribbean and moved to the U.S. and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. But I just wanted to bring it up because it's just funny that there's a backlash now now that's on Disney+. And for all the critics, I just think it's hilarious that we've, we live in a place where Miss Saigon is still like out there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's still there. And there is a West Side Story movie coming out soon. Like, this is the place. <laughs> this is the place we're at. There's no crazy rich Asians in the musical theater world. So the fact that, that Hamilton not only exists, but is also the biggest, best musical of all time, it's just crazy. And I would imagine the type of musical that critics of Hamilton would like would be sort of a small show playing somewhere in the middle of nowhere that no one wants to watch. But this thing is bigger than any other show ever. So I don't know. I don't think folks are getting the point. But Yeah, it's complicated. And I, I still need to watch it. But it does seem, I mean, obviously, it's controversial. That's the least I could say. <laughs> That's all I can say, though. I haven't seen it. And the... <laughs> Wait, what is controversial? Hamilton? Yeah. I mean, I don't, it doesn't bother me that they're race bending. But yeah, I don't know the implications or the story behind everything. So obviously, I can't say much about it. But I'm looking forward to watching it. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah, so let me read the controversy. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I'm reading something from MaryClaire.com. But a number of the white historical figures in the musical, including perhaps Hamilton himself, owned slaves. This is something Miranda addresses obliquely in the musical, but Hamilton doesn't fully reckon with. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it'll help if they have a musical about the actual slave ownership side of the Founding Fathers, but... Right. I mean, it's fictionalized. Well, I, I would want to bring this up because it's a great show, but also caveats this. The show called The Great on Hulu right now with Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt, they put an asterisk because it's talking about very loosely Catherine the Great and Peter the Third in Russia. And they were funny enough to always add the asterisk a mostly true story or something like that. Let me let me make sure the name of it. Yeah, so they asterisk it with the great, and then a little asterisk pops up, and then it'll say, an occasionally true story. So they know. They, they, they take a lot of liberties, of course, but they made it a really entertaining, crazy, wild story. I think, do people need to know that, like, Hamilton obviously has probably taken some liberties too, or is he? Are they trying to say like this is totally exactly how it happened, plus singing? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I mean, there, here's I mean, there's a list of the stuff that's wrong with it. Hamilton did not advocate for the abolition of slavery, but ra rather the voluntary release of slaves. His writing wasn't quite as anti-slavery as the play makes it out to be. Pretty much everybody that has a main is a main character in. The musical owns slaves. Hamilton wasn't as pro-immigrant as the play depicts him to be. Hmm. Hamilton, Hamilton was described as elitist and believed the president should serve for life as an elected monarch. Wow. Yeah, and so they're bending yeah. history as well as yeah, as well as race bending. But right, but they bent history to send a message. But it might be the wrong message because it's the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah, I just wish all these same folks would go after Miss Saigon too. Can we get their yeah. Miss Saigon take? Because. It's like hearing it's like hearing all of the praises about the five bloods and none of the the backlash. Bad stuff. Yeah. One step at a time. That's why we're here. That's why we're here, right? Yeah, that's that's why that's why I'm here. I don't know about you. That's why I'm here. What the fuck? Okay, we're both here. <laughs> God. Either you're with me or you're against me. <laughs> Last thing we want to talk about is this movie straight up. Vu Bang loves us. This is one of my favorite things ever. It's like if you like Wes Anderson and you like Noah Baumbach, 
It's just so much, so much interesting dialogue. Directed by James Sweeney. And I don't think it's getting enough press as an Asian-American story. Yeah, I mean... I had no idea that Randall Park was going to be in it until I saw him. It was great. Yeah, he has a nice little cameo in there. James Sweeney directs, writes, and stars in this movie. He is of mixed Asian descent. I think that's the thing, though, is you look at him and the optics, you're like, well, he's not Asian until... I don't, I don't agree with you. I do not. I mean... Really? When I hear it, I'm like, okay, I see it now. But when I look at him, I'm not like immediately, oh, yeah, he's definitely mixed. I would never say that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, I think it's problematic when we're sort of looking at an actor and trying to figure out if they're Asian and then looking him up. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to figure out if he was Asian or not. I He looked white to me. He looked Caucasian. That's it. No. For me, he looked Asian. And then when I saw yeah. Randall Park, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm just being honest. Yeah. And Randall Park's character was hilarious because I think a lot of he had a hot take. Asian American children can think of, can see their parents in it as well because he's a little racist. I wouldn't say a bit racist, maybe like 80% racist. A little, he's pretty racist. It's basically like modern minority racist. Yeah. Yeah. He basically said what my mom sent an email about once <laughs> to me. <laughs> pretty racist. About the wall? Basically. Yeah. Interesting. Or just like, hey, there's a lot of illegal immigrants here. What's going on? Shouldn't we do something about this? Huh. Yeah, we should build a seawall. Yeah. A seawall. <laughs> we should start that movement, like a seawall, like the Asian version of the wall, but like in the ocean. Is that weird? <laughs> you get it? Like the great seawall? It's like... So that boats can't come over or like planes can't even get over it? I mean, the actual wall can't... <laughs> can't do anything about immigration with Latin America, right? So the seawall is basically symbolic of stopping Asians from coming over. I'm surprised white supremacists haven't thought about doing that yet. I'm sure they've had a lot of ridiculous ideas, just as ridiculous as that. What I love is uh, there's been a tweet going around that got a lot of likes saying, oh yeah, Trump wanted a wall. Well, he got a wall, except that he didn't think it'd be holding all Americans inside his country. Thanks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, straight up, pretty funny. Let's, I mean... I don't even know where to start. I thought it was funny. There's some lines that killed me that were so funny. I had to go backwards and re-listen to a lot because there's a lot of words. There's a lot of words. I had to watch it with subtitles. Yeah. There's all of these. I mean, it's basically about racial identity, sexual identity, gender identity. Love. It's just so smart. Yeah. Just love itself. Relationships. Yeah. Like, can you love somebody if you have everything except for sex? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. But I agree. Like, he talks so fast. I mean, he's playing a very neurotic person and anxious person. And the speed at which they speak it, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's like Rory from Gilmore Girls, but twice as fast. Yeah. And funny enough, there's a character named Rory, and they talk about Gilmore Girls in the movie. So James Sweeney, Katie Finlay. Yeah, you probably pulled that out because it was so conscious in your head right no i never watched Gilmore girls so i just know that they oh. rory talks fast yeah i'm sure that was an influence on a lot of his writing and such well, we're hoping to get james on the show really are we i think he's he's huge i'm gonna i'm writing he's huge really he's on netflix yeah we've had somebody that was on espn come on that's true we're making our way up come on stay positive stay optimistic james sweeney we'll see you soon on our show this is only the This is his first feature film. 
He was in a feature film called Bushwick Beats, but that was a collection of six short films in a feature film. So I, I thought it was hilarious because I was looking up his IMDb and it said he was in Anna Mona Lisa. Am I saying that right? The um, Anna Mona Lisa, yeah. The Charlie Kaufman film. And it turns out he was the assistant to the... Oh, no. Anomalisa. Anomalisa. He was the assistant to the director. <laughs> yeah. I saw that too. I was like, cool. I did not like that movie. Really? Yeah. I liked a lot of it. It's not as good as a similar themed movie. What's that one about? Oh, Cedar Rapids about a convention. That one's great. That one is hilarious. Yeah. I think that's a better going to a convention movie. <laughs> now I can't say Anomalisa. I've never been able to say it. Anomalisa. Anomalisa? Anomalisa, yeah. Regardless, he was barely, you know, he, he barely worked on it, so. Yeah. But watch Straight Up. It's on Netflix. Oh, and there's another Asian actor in it. Well, I won't spoil it, but at the end, remember? Coworker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's another show I want to bring up real fast. Love Life. Please watch Love Life. It's on HBO. Anna Kendrick. I love Anna Kendrick. I'm sorry. I know what people think about her. Don't apologize for that. Why would you apologize for that? Zoe Chow is in it, who plays her best friend Sarah Young. Jin Ha, our favorite from... Oh, gosh, what was the movie, the TV show on Hulu that we loved? I'm totally blanking on the name. Devs. Devs, thank you, God. Jin Ha from Devs stars in this. He plays Augie Jong. He starts a romance. He's basically chapters of love for Anna Kendrick's character, Darby. And he plays a great role. And it's just nice to see a Caucasian woman with an asian male and there's like no questions about it it's not like this is so crazy you're dating an asian it's just very hey yeah and oh look they have sex oh my gosh and we can show some of it oh wow oral sex a guy going down on a woman and he's an asian male and plazing her bravo thank you and palm springs did you see palm springs i have it now it's on my list yeah i saw how many asian actors are in it asian actor hooking up with a white woman Bravo. It's happening. It's these little tiny weird victories that I'm celebrating. <laughs> Can I also mention that Allison Pill plays the same exact character in Devs as she does in Picard? That's all I'm going to say. Literally the same the same character. There was a Vulture article about how she keeps getting roles like that. Yeah. She's like, when did I become like the nerd tech woman? She's like, fuck it. It's awesome. Who dates like the scientist that she works with. Yeah. It's a very small niche role. Pretty funny. Yeah, there's an interview with her about how she's become that person. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Yellow Parallers. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts, or just tell your smart speaker to play the Yellow Peril podcast. Have a comment or question you'd like to share with us or an event, project, or story you think we'd appreciate? Call and leave us a voicemail at 845-2-YELLOW. That's 845-293-5509. Or email us at yellowperilpod at gmail.com. Or follow us and drop a comment on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, please consider subscribing, following, leaving us a review, and supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash yellowperil. If you support us, you can get rewards, stickers, mugs, t-shirts, or even a guest spot on the show. This episode was brought to you with the help of our editor, John Oriarte. Before we go to end the show, it's our karaoke closer. In honor of... We've done Star Trek so many times. What else we got? There's a theme for, for Ryan and the Last Dragon that's already come out. but Oh, maybe from the uh, lead actress who's a singer, right? Oh, maybe you can sing a song. There's a song about being invincible, right? Probably. Is there?
It's that sounds like a R. Kelly song, which I do not want to sing. It sounds like Beyonce. It sounds like a Destiny's Child song. I don't know. There is a lot of good music in Straight Up, by the way, as well. Yeah, it's. I don't know how to say this. Dude. There's only there's only like ten movies I consider perfect movies, and that's one of them for me. Like I wouldn't change a thing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I would not change one thing about about that movie. Bold. Can you remember a song from the movie? I'm trying to get the Raya last theme to play. Oh, it's in Rotterdam. Wow. No, wait. Eurovision is a real thing. So we're going to sing a song from Eurovision. I didn't know it was a real thing. Eurovision is real. It's been around for almost 60 years. This is how ABBA became famous. That's why they sing Waterloo in the movie, because Waterloo was the song that ABBA sang. Do you know why I didn't think it was real? Obviously, because I didn't know about it. But then I also went to Eurovision.tv, and there's a news article about... The movie. About the movie. (laughs) Yeah, because the the movie's promoting Eurovision, which is a real... It's a huge competition. It's totally real. This is amazing. That's so funny. I had no idea. 60 years going, yeah. So everything that they're saying... It's in Rotterdam. 2021 in Rotterdam. Well, no, no, just like the movie, yeah, it's good. it moves to cities based on who has won the last year, just like they say in the movie. So it goes around Europe. It has a bigger audience than the Super Bowl in Europe. It's insane. It's the biggest TV event, like, potentially in the world, in, definitely in Europe. That's so funny. We're going to see Ya Ya Ding Dong. When, when I, feel I feel your gentle, gentle touch, touch and things, things are going, going our way. way. I want to spill my love on you, on you all day, all day. Yeah, yeah, ding, ding dong, ding dong. My love for you is growing wide and long. long. Yeah, 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 ding, ding dong. dong. I swell and burst when I see what, what we become. Yeah, yeah, ding, ding dong. dong. Come, come, come on, on baby, we can get love on. I did not realize that there's. I didn't realize all of these very sexual. Yeah. So sexual. That is pretty ridiculous. I didn't know it was that sexual. That was Sorry. hilarious. Sorry, everybody, for a lot of that. What that? You thought it was fake. I thought it was fake. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. We, I mean, you can you can go to karaoke rooms and they have Eurovision songs on them before from before the movie. So our friend, you know, Anderson, did you meet Anderson? No. One of like Chung and Bao's friends. And we went to karaoke and he's like, I'm going to play this song. And we're like, what is this? He's like, this was like the 1993 Eurovision winner song. It's amazing. We're like, we would have no idea. Yeah, it's huge in Europe. Before there was American Idol, before there was America's Got Talent, before all that shit, there was Eurovision. I didn't know MTV was still around. This was an interview from MTV International that I just saw. For? For Eurovision. 